It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood. And boys, last week around this time, we were thought the, the lockout might be over. We thought we were going to get baseball. We're back to square one, RDT. What is what is happening here? Why we want to talk about baseball. We 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 have no football news at this point, besides Lamar Jackson on the LeBron James vehicle show and combine forties. We need some spring training to talk about. We have nothing. Okay, give us your give us your 30 second update on the situation. I mean, we did report last week that the, the lockout was over. We, yes, we reported we did. it we first. Did. We reported it. Yes, we did. And now we're sitting here just kind of twiddling our thumbs, just waiting on more news. I know, I know, I think they met yesterday. Um, I think they're going to continue to meet this week, it sounds like. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I was with someone from the Orioles tonight. They have no idea what's going on. They've been told nothing. It seems like everyone, again, is kind of just sitting at home, twiddling their thumbs, waiting for not just the owners, but now it's kind of turning on the player side, being like, what are we doing, guys? Like, are we, we're really going to hold out for this for bigger bases? Pitch clocks, like 14 seconds without a guy on first or a runner on and 19 seconds with a guy on. It's, I don't know. I mean, it's it's becoming very frustrating at this point. Because again, we should have we should have spring training baseball today, tomorrow, like right now. You should be listening to this with spring training baseball coming up, and there's just nothing. There's absolutely nothing. Um, it's it's going to get to a point where we're going to lose a major, a, a, a decent amount of of regular season games. The first season, the first series have already been canceled. Whatever you want to cancel six or seven games, that's fine. Um, it's it's going to get into the into the the big boy games where you're going to lose 10, 15, 20, 25 games soon. And people are going to start really getting pissed off um, if it's not already happening. So I have no idea what's going to happen. I, I thought they would come together and figure something out. I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. And again, we've got nothing right now. So I'll, I mean, last time at, at this week, at this time last week, we were praying and, and hoping on Bob Nightingale's word and, God, mm. that backfired our face. So Shocking. he's dead to me. Um, I don't know if I'll ever trust him again. So I don't know. Jeff Passon, you're you're really our only hope right now. Believing in Bob was just a mistake. I mean, he he seemed to be on the right track. It's a broken clock is is you know we we all know blind squirrel whatever you want to say. We thought he was one of those. He wasn't. He was. He was the same Bob Nightingale. You want to crown his ass and crown him. You know, it happens, but he got us all. We'll say that. I think it's just, it just ultimately, and we've touched on this now for three or four weeks because it's affecting our ability to talk about a team that, you know, has some interesting things that would be going on in its preseason, the prospects coming up and the, you know, who, you know, they kind of fill this roster out with and, you know, can the Orioles emerge as a more competitive outfit? I mean, this is just ultimately going to start just turning the general public off this entire sport. I mean, you, you, you know, as much as obviously, you know, I think most people are on the player's side. I think that's fair. And maybe there's some people that believe on the other side. I think I said on this show, like when you have millionaires fighting with billionaires, you start to lose people a little bit, especially over super trivial things, or at least things that look trivial in the eyes of the public. Look, I'm not in the negotiating table and these people are fighting for theoretically their livelihoods so you know i can't judge that it's a union negotiation and that stuff matters but in terms of the marketing of the sport you know i don't think this is really helping anybody especially a sport that struggles to retain younger fans anyway 
uh, that struggles to retain fans at all at times. Um, and so it's kind of sad, especially when, you know, you have this ability to, you know, get in there and try to, you know, you're, you've, you've had, you know, one of the more interesting young stars in Otani, and then you have all these other guys around him that are exciting and fun to watch. We've talked about that for a while. And you're just kind of allowing them to just sit in the wilderness. Mike Trout came out and said something, uh, which was nice to hear. Good for him. Well, the best part about Mike Trout is, do you know where he originally released his first statement? What platform on? Facebook. Facebook. What, yeah. Dude, what are we doing? Everybody wants to hammer MLB and people for the lack of marketing of Mike Trout. But you look at a situation like that, you got to think about like who's really at fault for Mike Trout not being a well, well, I mean, look, Mike Trout has only Mike Trout to blame. Doesn't win, doesn't market himself. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I know, I think, I mean, not, not, just not, it's not a hundred percent, but you're right. I mean, you can't just blame a league. You've got to actually do some work to put yourself out there. You know, and this is an, it's an entertainment business. Like he eventually made it to Twitter and Instagram with his with his statements, but it's like, dude, Facebook first. Like, what what are you doing, dude? Just fucking put on Twitter and and let everyone else see it. Like, what's like one thing thing? you know about Mike Trout's personal life? Uh, anything go, about him besides the fact that he's good at baseball? Go Eagles! Uh, guy loves mm-hmm. weather. That's about it. Yeah, I mean, that's he, he's in the know. crowd of of every Eagles game October first. Like, like leading the E-A-G-L-E-S chant while like, you know, another player is, is while another big name MLB guy is like play, getting ready for the playoffs. Mike Trotz, like, like leading the cheers against the Giants on like a Sunday night football game. That's about it. So we have no baseball and it's, uh, it, it's sad. It's, and they've, 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 you know, canceled. What is it? Two weeks or the first two series or the, whatever. The first the, two series, yeah. Which again, I had the Orioles going five and one, anyways. Sure. Take that for what you will. Isn't isn't the uh, there like a deadline tomorrow or supposed deadline where they're going to lose another week or something? Yeah, I think I saw like tomorrow would it would make it if they don't come to an agreement, it would wipe out another I don't know like week and a half or like two series or whatever. But I don't know. I mean, Taylor, another pro, a top one hundred prospects list came out. If you want to, uh, if you, you want to talk about that. Well, the Orioles were all over it. I saw you. You break it down. Uh, I, I might come out with a prospects list at this point. Feels like everybody is. We should. We should. We should. Yeah. We could do that. We could do a prospects list. Uh, and maybe that's just the board. I mean, I guess this is when prospects list would come out anyway, like right before the start of the. Now, with that said, two things to think about here with baseball: major league season not happening. Minor league season will start on time. College that's, baseball already going on. So. If you have a baseball fix and you really live anywhere in the country, you'll probably have a minor league team within 45 minutes, essentially. And then college baseball, you probably have a not a maybe not a good college baseball team, but if you live in this area, you do. One that's ranked right now in Maryland. So you can find your baseball fix. Like the first weekend that was supposed to have major league baseball, Maryland baseball plays Penn State for three games in college park. So if you want to go watch baseball, go down there and watch it. I mean that's that's my pitch to you. Banks texted us off the record with an awesome idea. I don't know if he wants to spit it out. Yeah, I mean, it, there's no – I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be a fantastic idea to put that series at Camden Yards. It would be brilliant. I think people – look, the Baltimore Orioles 
as much as there's a lot of exciting things going on, especially the last three years, there's been nothing really to get too fired up for, for opening day, other than just the fact that it's opening day to go out and drink some beers at Canyon Yards, go to pickles, do that whole thing. Um, you just pop another game in there, another series, and people will come out. People will drink beers. People have fun. People will see, you know, the best ballpark in, in the country. People do it. So what are we doing? Let's get on the phone. Let's make it happen. The only thing that I'm thinking of is that the wall isn't done. Which I know is a is I, it, I know, wall. I know, God, I know I it's a bit, it's it's a sore spot with you guys. I can see the eye rolls. But it has but, to be done. They were planning on it to be done. They're just gonna delay. Like it has to have been done. Well, yeah, they are going to delay because that's come on. They they have the time think now. about who we're dealing with now. It's fair. I don't know. It's I fair. again I mean I I I when There's going to be like a the, bat, the Orioles are going to stop working on the wall and there's just going to be a deal struck and the stadium's just not going to be ready for the season. That would, I mean, that would be perfect. It would be very, very Angelus like. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I mean, that, it would just be a question of whether, first of all, is it more likely that that's Nats Park that would actually host that game? I don't even know if the Orioles would put in the staff to host a game well, like that. I mean, well, yeah. And again, like I remember, I went to the Army. But that's Navy. me being pessimistic. That's a great idea. I went to the Army Navy game that they had there. They had a doubleheader there, maybe 2018, 17, I think. And it was like ten dollars. It was ten dollars. You sit anywhere between foul pole to foul pole behind, you know, the backwards way, not not in the outfield. And it was awesome. Like it was it was an awesome day. It snowed. So being at Camden Yards while it snowed watching baseball was pretty sick. Um Backwards, but you mean foul territory? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The foul territory. <laughs> there we go. Like no, no one in the outfield. Um, I mean, it was awesome. It was, it was, a, it was a very fun day. Um, and I mean, they could do that. They could do that with the Orioles regular Just season. Sell beer and make a and ton not, of money doing that. Absolutely. And like, sure, it's probably not a logistical nightmare. You can, you have enough time to figure something out. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they did Maryland Penn State there, I'd be there in a heartbeat. People I, would I, come down from Pennsylvania for that. It's oh, you know, right down I'm sure they're going to like, anyway. People would come from far and wide to watch little college baseball. It'd be good for everybody involved. Yeah. Again, like, like Taylor said, you got you got a ranked team plan. I would do know that. I know we 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 bandied around the idea when I worked with Maryland baseball. And I don't know how far like any discussions got, but there was a thought to like, and you're now seeing this. We play Virginia at soccer at Audi Field, the soccer stadium for DC United, and. Um, the in two weeks, Maryland men's lacrosse is going to play Virginia in a one-two matchup at Audi Field, which is going to be amazing, actually. Um, but the thought was like, do a either like a three-game series or like a midweek where you play like UVA in Nats Park or, or Camden Yards, um, which would be pretty cool. But um, yeah, I mean they're going to have to do something. They're going to have to do something to put things things in that stadium if the uh, season somehow gets canceled, which would be which would be crazy, but. Baseball will be around. By the way, I have to just just cut into our discussion here. Um, Greg Roman was just trending on my Twitter, and obviously that's that's a that's a tailored trend. There is just a portion of Ravens Twitter that are saying that Greg Roman has been betting on games, so he gets fired. <laughs> um, free Jamar Lacko. I heard Greg Roman been betting on games too. NFL. That's got fourteen hundred likes. Um, Twitter is one of the more bizarre, more bizarre mediums of all time. I'm not, you know, um, I'm not in that Greg Roman camp, but that's that's funny. That's just good, good it's, internet fun. That's this guy's got a hundred followers. He's got. Ra- Ramey has got to cut it out. 
Yeah, our guy Ramey, our Ramey, our Ramey, our guy Ramey has got to get involved here. He is one of the arbiters of this of of this sector of Ravens Twitter. I'll I'll also I don't say, think he said anything. I don't know if our guy has said anything. Well, I know he has to wrangle his guys in, but I also yeah. saw at one point during the season that there were. Um, people making up fake Greg Roman, John Gruden email jokes. Being like, <laughs> Here are some of the emails that I saw from Greg Roman. Get this guy out of the league. And again, I will, very funny. <laughs> I will say Ramey's last tweet is defending our guy Flacco. So that's why, that's why we have Ramey out there leading the charge on things like that. Um, but yeah, uh, another person at P Queen D defensive player of the year. Y'all need to speak to Greg Roman ASAP. <laughs> At Be More Sports 8. Hey, NFL, I heard Alejandro Villanueva and Greg Roman had a point-shaving scheme. This stuff is pretty funny. Uh, this is good, clean fun. Yeah. The Calvin Ridley tweets are unbelievable. Oh, Again, I'll a, 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 a fake breaking news site. Baltimore Ravens offensive corner Greg Roman has been suspended indefinitely by the NFL for offering marijuana-infused crab cakes to some players and staff. Source Adam Schefter. Hashtag Baltimore. I mean, Twitter's amazing. Uh, Calvin Ridley, what a day for him. I think I think it's a bit much, the suspension. It, I mean, if you think Calvin Ridley's the only player gambling on games, I think you're – I got a bridge to sell you. I think he deserves to be suspended for two years for being that fucking stupid about how he did it. Well, yeah. I mean, what, what are you talking about, doing parlays? I'm doing it on an app. Like do it on his name to it. It's yeah, yeah. It's idiotic. But again, it's like I would have thought I would see more people bashing him for that. Because that's the real story to me, is just how dumb can you be? And I get it, like obviously the NFL has what six or seven different betting companies involved in it. And like it's it's like being like, well, because you can't get a DY because Budweiser is one of the sponsors, or something like that, Coors Light or whatever. But it's <laughs> a whole year for, for placing some bets, which are, it's totally legal to do. And again, when he was, I guess he said, did he say that it was not about, about the Falcons or not against the Falcons or with the Falcons or whatever, when he was away from the team? He, I don't think he, he said what, what it was, but I, there are numerous reports that he was bet parlays and the Falcons winning. Oh, I, okay. I, I didn't see the Falcons were involved. Cause again, that that's a different story. If they're involved, probably deserves a, a hefty punishment if they're not yeah even if it's for them to win if you know something like okay the the falcons are getting a full touchdown and matt ryan is questionable and he gets word that matt ryan's playing then that mm-hmm. touchdown you know comes the status more. is, is going to move the line of a point or two in either direction so absolutely yeah 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 i mean i i get that it's just it's and again, people are compla- are comparing, you know, oh, well, Ray Rice got this and, and you know, Greg Hardy got this. One of my this. favorite things. One of my yeah, favorite things. Like, yeah, well, Aaron Hernandez never got suspended. <laughs> Henry Ruggs never been suspended. It's like, yeah, but okay, we get it, guys. Like, you, you're, we're not comparing these these suspensions. But I don't know. I, I thought that that – I mean, that was one of the more shocking tweets to come across in a, in a while. They're like, by the way, like, just dropped out of nowhere today. Nowhere. Yeah, here's the difference between if we're going to compare those things for a second. Those things are all things that, like, no one looks there's, – there's no, like, two sides of the coin to some of the other things that people have been suspended for by the league. Like, if 
the league doesn't put its foot down on certain things about the sports gambling or whatever, if they don't make an example and just let people run free and just do whatever, like the floodgates could open and anything, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, of course I agree with you, Eric, like on its face, like a year, it's pretty severe, but um, you can't just let those things run wild like that. You just can't. You just, oh, I, no, I mean, absolutely. Compromise the integrity of the games. And so it is what it is. It stinks. I mean, but don't be, I mean, if you're just going to be that dumb about it, I, I have a hard time feeling sorry for him. Oh, I mean, I mean, yeah, like I'm not I'm not weeping over Calvin Ridley losing eleven million dollars over like a fifteen hundred dollar parlay. Like that's I mean, I I I'm not there's there's no spilled milk here. I'm not crying over any of that, but it's just like again, I mean, there's much worse stuff that goes on every year in the NFL. And 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 I get what you're saying, where like you have to wrangle it in because if you don't stop this, then who knows what it's gonna turn into and you know. You, you, you got to nip it in the bud right now, but it's, just, I don't know. It, it was, it was crazy to see the full year straight up right away. And even like the, the Falcons, I don't know if you saw the report that they had trade offers for him in the last couple of weeks. And they had like respectively declined those because they knew what was happening with them, which, you know, again, and like, like we said before, much credit to me for winning a championship with Calvin Ridley on my team and drafting him in fantasy. So I think that needs to be talked about more. <laughs> You know, the, the interesting part of this to me, I I don't – I mean, I, I think I agree overall with Banks's point, integrity of the game. You've got to level a strong penalty here. You can't let this get out of hand. The interesting part of this across the board in sports to me is – I guess I don't know what the gambling rules have been in, you know, the English Premier League or some of these leagues that have really embraced, like, gambling sponsorship dollars and and ownerships and things like that. You know, when you're the NFL and you're taking whatever, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars they're taking from DraftKings or MGM or FanDuel or whatever they're all their official sports betting partners are, obviously the players are getting a portion of that. If salaries go up and the cap goes up or revenues go up and then the CBA, you know, they're given money. But like when you're taking that much money from gambling companies like do you, you then are able to then go back to your players and say, well, you can't gamble. It's sort of, the NFL has never had to deal with that because they've never taken money while things like fantasy and daily fantasy have, and gambling in general has driven so much interest in their product that everyone were taking the money. Now they are. And I don't necessarily even think that makes it right for players to be able to gamble, but it's definitely more, it's definitely more of a gray area now. Because if you're Calvin Ridley and you're like, well, the NFL is taking $100 million from FanDuel, like, why can't I bet? I guess you can't bet on your own games. I guess theoretically you just bet on NBA games or NHL games or whatever else you want to bet on. And athletes gamble. The funny part about this, like in boxing, fighters gamble on themselves all the time. Like, that's just something that happens. Really? really? Um, that's a, that's yeah. like an open thing that you happens? You 100% do that, yes. Like Floyd Mayweather will like better himself. I had no idea. Yeah. They can't bet against yourself because then obviously you can throw it and whatever. But hmm. I just I, I, that's not even me. It's just now it's an interesting wrinkle to the discussion. It's like, oh, Calvin Ridley made the mistake on the MGM and the and MGM app, which is partnered with the NFL and giving them two hundred fifty million dollars to be a gambling partner. It's just like kind of an interesting little wrinkle. Like obviously we can't bet on NCAA games in Maryland, but we take money from points bet as our official gambling partner. So hmm. you know. 
something that came to my mind today as I read the Calvin Ridley news. But it's it's tough because it's integrity of the game. So it's like, and it, and it hasn't gotten even gotten to the point where like in England, guys are just wearing gambling companies like right on the jerseys. So, I, I mean, we're not, we're probably not that far off at all for that happening. In oh, any we're sport here. we're within. I mean, there may be DraftKings months. There may be DraftKings stuff on already on like the PLL jerseys. I mean, it's all in the fields and stuff. I, I I haven't I guess seen a league that I can think of in the U.S. that has gambling logos, but that doesn't mean it's not happening right now. Yeah, well, again, it's like it's like the. I mean, you can't watch an NFL game without seeing DraftKings or FanDuel or MGM or Caesars or you know what, whatever <laughs> sports book it is. I couldn't help but but notice and laugh at this as it was kind of unfolding on Sunday, but midway through the uh, Arnold Palmer on Saturday. Uh, the weather was really starting to pick up. The wind was whipping and Gary Woodland was, was having a good round and he was, you know, maybe four or five strokes back and they had to do their, you know, their sponsored, whatever their gambling partner was, they had to do their live update of who the, the odds were to win or whatever. And the, the color commentator, whoever it was, maybe Ben Azinger was like, man, if I'm looking at this board, Gary Woodland is 100 to one right now. He is, you know, loves a low ball and everything. He's just talking up Gary Woodland at 100 to one, just how much he cannot believe that he's 100 to one. And of course, Gary Woodland the next day is right there in the lead on the 17th hole with the tournament right there in his hands. And I just can't help thinking about like, man, if this guy got everybody to log on a points bet and bet Gary Woodland 100 to one, I bet his partners are not thrilled with <laughs> having to pay that out. Yeah. The the integrations on broadcasts, like the golf stuff, they've really embraced it this year. Like half the announcers don't know what they're talking about. Like they don't no, know how to. They have speak no clue. Them. They have no clue. They have no, that, and that's like, honestly they don't know the, the difference between watching. minus one twenty and plus one twenty. So that's honestly I'm watching it. Yeah, it's, it's like uh let's go to Ian Baker Finch for who he thinks is uh could be, or Nick Faldo's like oh here are my picks. It's, it's like uh, <laughs> it's not that difficult. Okay. Like it's not that no it's not no. No, especially when you should have knowledge of the game, you just need to put in an especially hour. To learn how to... Golf is generally just outrights. Yeah. So, man, yeah, outrights Cal- and matchups. Calvin Ridley now start the Calvin Ridley to Baltimore rumors. It's straight for him right now. Bring him Good in. Good fit. How many combined minutes of the combine did you guys watch? I, I will say I took a mean nap on Saturday with the combine on. Like, oh, I'm tremendous. Mean nap. I, I almost tweeted out like combine is that should have been our starting five is like top five sporting events to fall asleep to combine is up there. It's Ooh. it's one of the best ones. It may be one one. When you say how much did you watch, you mean like actually tune into NFL Network? No, just how much content you consume. It's it's sort of a thing you can consume on Twitter, I think. It's like I regular season NBA games. Scroll past maybe two or three hundred videos of the Mario Kart ghost with the people running with the oh know, the simul the Dalvin Cook with his brother whatever yeah. yeah the ones with Eisen are fun every year when they have that Eisen good. Wow. And they, have, they have people week. they have people catch up to them. It's very funny. I didn't hear nothing, but I heard way less about Rich Eisen running the 40 this year. Did he not run it this year? 
He ran it. They talked about it on the broadcast because I was watching for the two Maryland guys, uh, Chico Conquin across. Didn't, Cross, and didn't they, they put they like? It. Didn't they put one of the camera guys or like someone? They had like the that? guy that operates that simul camera also run the court, and he was faster than Eisen. He like smoked Eisen, smoked yeah. him. Eisen's good though. He he buys into it. He knows it's what he's nice doing. He's, he's very oh yeah, Rich Eisen's good dude. Yeah, I I mean I I consumed. I mean I saw the clips that they put online. Like I saw the. I mean, I, I texted it to you guys. The Malik Willis, 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 um, throw the tweet that NFL put out. Whew. Not great. Um, I, wa- I watch his stuff, but, um, you know, I saw some of the wide receivers. I saw the, the, the line, the linemen and, and a- I mean, everything that was getting likes and retweets. I saw the Jordan Davis, who's like everyone's favorite player now. Um, and I saw the Maryland stuff, but other than that, Whatever, whatever I fell asleep to on Saturday, that's about it. Yeah, we it does now officially ramp up draft season. So, in the next couple of weeks, we will, uh, as we roll towards uh, the draft, we will we will sort of go through some of the maybe the Ravens prospects you need to know now that we have sort of combine times. And I think this is now after teams interview. This feels like you know combine those teams do interviews you get the the metrics and things like that this is where like the nfl draft insiders start to kind of like actually have information on what's more information what teams want to do that kind of makes the mock drafts feel a little bit more legit you have your risers like your dj morris who go from like fourth round picks to first round picks after the combine stuff like that so we will get to that let's get to our starting five draft presented by fed thrill uh 20 percent off any fed thrill sunglasses using the promo code exit 52 um it was like 80 degrees today at one point i think Maybe 75. It was very warm today. Not a lot of sun as it rained. We're starting to feel those, starting to feel that warmth. So make sure to get your Fed Thrill sunglasses. As I said, promo code exit52. We love the shades. Um karaoke songs is our starting five draft. Karaoke, always a fun activity. Uh the Waltz Inn in Canton, a favorite spot of all of ours. Do you sing karaoke in the great city of Baltimore? Honestly, I'm going to throw this out to the listeners. If anybody has other karaoke spots in the city, throw them out there or in just in your towns around Maryland. Give us your best karaoke spots. We'd love to hear them. We're going to do karaoke songs in honor of um, a, a potential event Friday that will involve karaoke. Um, and that's Applebee's College Park. Oh, my. All right. Absolute rip. Is, it, is that a rip? That thing is gonzo, big dog, for a while. Oh, my God. Yeah, Long Islands on Thursdays. Yeah, that thing is uh, – that thing is, says sayonara. I, I watched the uh, the Matt Hauschka kick against Minnesota at that Applebee's. Oh, they did not carry the Ravens game on campus. Unbelievable. Sheesh. That, that happened every once in a while. It was very annoying. Um, favorite karaoke songs. I have the first pick. RD, or excuse me, Banks, you have the second pick. RDT, you have third pick. And we're at the first pick in the karaoke song draft. I mean, there is a lot of things that could go here. Um, but I'm going to take one that I think could be on both your boards. May not be, but I think it probably is. Um, and one I certainly like to sing um, in karaoke. And, I, and it just gets the people going. I'm taking Mr. Brightside. Ooh. I had that three. Not even on my board. Not even? Oh, you nah, don't like the, the song. You don't like the killers. Overrated. 
No, I don't. I can't say vocals. You told me many yeah. moons ago. This is an atro- one of your atrocious takes. It yeah. sounds like he's singing into a cup. Like you, you no, told me hard. once it's just that a the killers echo to it. It's, it's such a bad voice. You said it sounds like the killers are singing into a microphone in another room. You told me that once. Okay. Yeah. Which seems about right. Which with your with that take. Yeah. I I, I think Thanks. it's a good pick. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'm shocked people, by the people know the song. To that by it, banks, that's it. It gets you up and it gets you going. Yeah, everybody knows this song. It does now? I think to, we'll go through karaoke philosophies as we at the end. I'm not saying the song stinks. It's a, it's got a good, good rhythm to it and everything. It's just the killers. I'm not about. It's not, not about. You it. have the second pick. I'm taking wagon wheel. Ooh. It's just a people pleaser. On my board. Shout out to Bentley's. I just I wouldn't old, sing it as a karaoke song, so that's why I can't take it. But it was on my board because I enjoyed what other people old sing. old crow medicine show only. Sorry, I was Darius. Say which which one? Good pick. I like that pick. Yeah. It's a, that's also a good like cover band plays it at a bar and the entire bar sings. Shout out to Don't Know. That's happened many times. Hundred percent. RDT got two. Uh, I'm going with this person who actually. Um, I had seen many a times before his untimely passing. Uh, just a friend, Bismarcky. Mm. Mm. Mm, do you guys still play that at the uh, the castle? Um, the band will like sing it in the middle of free throws at times. They were doing it actually during the women's game <laughs> in Indy. Um, it was the I second half, like maybe the twelve under was. We uh, we have I, not that I can remember for a while. It used to be always. It also thing. may it also may play during games, and I'm just, you know, I'm acting these yeah. games stuff stuff sort of just bleeds together. It, you're definitely right. It was it was played. The band does sing it though at times, just acapella, to varying levels of success. Um, my second one, I'm going to go, uh, I want to dance with somebody, Whitney Houston. That's a great one. That was on my board. I, like it. I mean, it's, mm. I, I, I kind of thought that was going to go. I didn't think I would get that. It's, <laughs> it's a very strong chorus. And it's, a, I mean, I will say it's, a t- it's gotta be, it's now this is different from karaoke, but it's top three wedding song. Maybe I think so. Does probably play a little bit better as a wedding dance floor song than a karaoke song. Yeah, it's song, definitely but... a dance floor song. It's not not a karaoke song. You gotta you gotta have some ability there to bring that into into the fold if you're doing a karaoke style. But yeah, I mean it's a jam. Jam and a half. Thanks. Um. Oh, he takes a look at his board in size. I know. Like second pick of the draft. Yeah, he's had, he's had some tough boards recently. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna take. I want you back, Jackson Five. Mm. That's another people pleaser. Mm-hmm. That's a good song. I mean, it, you know, the only thing that is tough about the Jackson Five is some of Michael's notes are just so outrageous that they can get. Almost intimidating to sing. <laughs> I was gonna say you but, want to talk about some tough notes to hit. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is cool. Little Mikey, little Mikey, absolutely belts. Um, but 
Great song. Uh, I have two here. <laughs> I put I want you back in the parentheses Jackson 5 instead of your name. There you go. That's good. Uh, that's good statistician work. Um, I'm going to take 1,000 miles. Shout out. Yep, on my board. Yep. Pretty standard stuff there. That gets the people going every single time. Shout out to Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and as our guy Marty would like everyone to know, that's Vanessa Carlton. Michelle Branch does not sing a thousand miles. Um, and then uh, I was gonna go right to something, and I might be audible. Let me see what I want to do here. I'm gonna take I Want It That Way by uh, oh, Voice. Good, good pick. That's a jam. And the You Are My Fire is just one that just gets people in the mood. And everybody knows that song. One of my favorite phrases to say, like, when you're talking about, like, that's, <laughs> everybody knows that one. Everybody, there's definitely people that don't know certain songs. Like, oh, man. Everybody knows Wagon Wheel. <laughs> Thanks. I'm taking Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. Uh, it was going to be my next pick. Yeah. 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 Such a phenomenal yeah. song. Through it's through. a phenomenal song. It's a phenomenal song. That well, I won't give anything away. Um, <laughs> that was the uh, the walkout song for the eighth grade graduation of the Odyssey School back in uh, 2006. Just in case anyone was wondering, how could we forget? That's Fifteen dyslexic kids walking out to Natasha Betty, but my mom and sister, <laughs> my. <laughs> my my mom, my mom, and my mom insisted on it. It was a, an amazing moment. It just blared, and it, that thing blared so freaking loud as we were walking out of that tent in the Odyssey School. Um, God, God, after we'd all given our speeches, uh, all into bigger and better things now. Yeah, that fifteen different speeches. So every kid, I don't know if they still do that at Odyssey because it's gotten bigger now. For context, the Odyssey School is a. Uh, uh, grades one through eight school for uh, kids with learning disabilities. So no so good dyslexia or dysgraphia, you know, ADHD, things like that. So I went to that and our your graduating class back in my, back in my day was like, you know, 10 to 15 people. So you would give like a speech about your like journey of overcoming learning disabilities and, and, uh, and things like that, which was very inspiring and for the like parents that had to deal with their kids, just not knowing how to do anything before they got to the school. Um, and you would like say where you're going to high school the next year and things like that. Um, so shout out to the class of 2006 and uh, all of our class uh, levels were named after boats. So I was a, cause it was the odyssey. So ships. Um, so I was a sunfish, a laser, a yawl, a sloop, a skipjack, a clipper and a brigantine. Uh, so there you have it. Unwritten. You have two RDT after that sidebar. Thanks for uh, selling my pick with that anecdote. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks. Thanks. Just, thanks. Just won the draft. Uh, give me, give me "Living on a Prayer" Bon Jovi. Yeah, it's a classic. I mean, it's a the build up to it is phenomenal. I thought we were gonna get more of these generic ones, like the very like borderline cheesy, but it's karaoke. It's what you get with it type songs, and that's kind of the first one of that genre. And this is very much the first one of that genre. And you the could second make a case one of that, that genre. Dance with somebody is there, but that's more of a cheesy wedding song. The the second one of that genre will be "Take on Me." Aha! Uh-huh. Jesus, that that one I, I just take on me. 
should say. I mean, it's it's a karaoke song. Everybody yeah, knows it, the words. Yeah. It gets everybody up. Nobody cannot like hear that and then like not sing the song. Yeah. That's it just has to be it. So go that one. Thanks. I'm taking a song that I am still stunned to this day that Eric had never heard of until our friend Reed's wedding. I'm taking Calling Bad Rouge by Garth Brooks. Great song. Phenomenal it's a good song. song. Such a good song. Gets people going. You should know it. You should absolutely know it. It's short and sweet. It's like two, two and a half minutes, if that. The thing is, though, you can't find it anywhere. Yeah, it's Garth Brooks is... is yeah, uh, <laughs> that's the thing. He, so it's like, hey, where would I have heard it? The, uh, with the Metallica and the Napster whole thing. But like, like where else would I have heard that? So many places. I wish I had heard it earlier. I hadn't. Mm-hmm. I got called an idiot at, in the middle of the Should listen to more Garth Brooks. Where would I've heard it song. on a CD? That, Banks, you should you should at some point go to. Maybe we should just take a trip, a Todd trip. Go to a big LSU baseball series. That song like plays before the game, and like the entire crowd like claps to it. It like plays their. It is electric. We played there in 2017. It wasn't their, their greatest crowd. But those people were going wild for that song. It was like, you're like, oh, my God, this is college baseball right here. It'd be nonstop down there. We we yeah. could have gone to Towson. Towson played them two weeks ago. That's right. Towson's weekend. down there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to go into business for myself here. Two of my favorite karaoke songs to sing. Um, first, or I guess the ones that I enjoy performing. I'm going to take Let Me Love You by Mario. <laughs> Um, seen it before uh, I have sang that many a time I think I've sang it like four or five times at karaoke always a crowd pleaser uh, you're done plus 99 it's a shame don't even know what you're worth <laughs> everywhere you go they stop and stare in your bed and shows from your head to your toes out of control baby you know and then I'm going to take a, um, a a song that I duetted at a few karaoke's with my good pal and now departed Marilyn Terrapin employee Keith Sneddon I'm taking the theme to the OC, California by Phantom Planet. So, not one that people would expect as a karaoke song, but let me tell you, it plays. It's tough to see that one go off the board. Real tough. Yep. That's just me picking my songs right there. I'm picking my song now, too. I'm taking Roses by Outcast. Yep. There's no way I wasn't going to take it. I figured you guys wouldn't be taking it. I waited to the fifth round to get it, and that's where I got it. And I'm very pleased with my with my draft here. Finish it off, RDT. Africa, Toto. Oh, I'm following um, in the cheesy the cheesy songs. Add it on the board. Yeah, yeah. It's again. I mean, it's it's a song that everybody knows. You you can't not pop your head. You know, tap your foot. I think your sell job for every pick has been exactly the same. It's a song Probably. that everybody knows, and you just can't help but bob your head. That's but again, like that's, that's karaoke. That's where we're going for. That's that's where we're karaoke. Going for. I don't want to show anyone up. I don't want to, you know, let's have some fun. Let's just Artie, uh, I took Mr. Brightside, a thousand miles. I want it that way. Um, I, I can't talk right now. Uh, Let me love you and California. Uh, Banks with Wagon Wheel. I want you back. Unwritten. God, I love unwritten. Colin Baton Rouge. <laughs> Natasha Bedingfield, by the way, could have also a pocket full of sunshine on this list. And Roses. 
Um, RDT take just a friend. I want to dance with somebody. Uh, living on a prayer. Take on me and Africa. Um, some of mine on here. Pour some sugar on me, which I can't really stand, but it's a karaoke song. Mm-hmm. Um, Usher. There's many Usher songs I, I could have put on here. Um, you don't have to call. You remind mm-hmm. me. The entire um, yeah. Confessions album. Yeah, really the entire. <laughs> yeah, really the entire. Like burn. Like really the entire Confessions album. Um. Troy Bolton and Gabrielle Montez breaking free uh, as a duet. Uh, high school musical. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. Garfield of NS Legends. Uh, Wonderwall. Yep. Had that. Uh, Wannabe by the Spice Girls. Bye, bye, bye in sync. Um, people are going to be shocked I didn't take Taylor Swift. Love stories. Love stories. On I think as a karaoke song. Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, Before He Cheats. Uh, and another duet that is just means uh, "Lucky" by Jason Mraz and uh, Colby Collette, which is a great song. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that song. "Lucky," I'm in love with. Oh god. Oh, maybe I have. Maybe I have. Sing, sing it to your wife. <laughs> Prob- probably not. <laughs> uh, I think she'll like it. Lucky, yeah. I'm in love with my best friend. Yeah. No, I think we're Thanks. we're past we're past that. <laughs> uh, you guys will get there eventually. I've heard this. Um, you listed a bunch of mine there. Uh, I had also these words by Natasha Benningfield. Yes, underrated. Yes, underrated yes. relative to unwritten. These I think they're actually much closer. Words of my own. I gotta stop singing into this mic. Mm-hmm. That's a good mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Song. I love you. Um, I love you. <laughs> I don't know if you said "Don't Stop Believing." I think that's the king of the cheesy songs. I um, hate that song. That is the well. cheesy song. Yeah, it's yeah. the one. Um, but it has to be on there. Is right there too. It, yep. Uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart. Uh, Wait, the 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 what's the other one? What's the band? Total Eclipse of the Heart. No, what's the um what's the band from uh, old school? That wedding song, the wedding band that plays that. I fucking I need know, you now tonight. You know what? The, 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 they're the band that that sings all the songs and they put the bad. I've words told in. you this fun fact though before, right? The singer you saw them. No, the singer of that that band from old school and the Hangover. Mm-hmm. The Dan Band. Yeah, he's married to the more um, the, the plumper of the witches in uh, Hocus Pocus. Yes, yes, you did tell me that. Um, JJ is the one who's been at a wedding with where they sang. Mm-hmm. I randomly came across The Hangover on um, speaking of them on uh, Netflix, and I just like watched the last forty-five minutes. That <laughs> part where they where he sings. Um, <laughs> um, um, 50 cent why is that song uh, uh candy, candy shop, shop, candy shop. <laughs> is so unbelievably <laughs> funny like it's an amazing five minutes like <laughs> like <laughs> you can have it your way he does that weird like like that is so fun. like i burst out loud that movie holds up so incredibly well it is such a funny movie all oh, right man, um like um a- Top five fun- funniest movies you've seen in theaters. That's that should be a starting five. Yes, that okay. write that it down. Is so funny in theaters. That might be the number one pick. You can have it your way anyway. Dog. And, <laughs> and he like spins the old lady around and then just like flips the guy off his back away. <laughs> just an incredible sequence. Uh, any other hour oh. mentions from you, Banks? Come sail away, sticks. Mm. Did that one, Dukes. Um, I'm just thinking about more than a feeling for Boston. Oh, that's such a good okay. song. Come on, Eileen. Yeah. Yeah, that's a cheesy one. No, 
That's what cheesy? I got. I think it is. RET. I've got I've got a couple. I've got since you've been gone, Kelly Clarkson. Yes. That I feel like that that's like a that one one ten one fifteen in the morning song maybe, where yeah, it kind of everyone gets, just belts it out. Yeah. yeah, it gives you a second wane. Um, teenage dirtbag. Um, my heart will go on. We'll get the people going. Oh, true. Yeah, that one. Uh, if you've got eight minutes. Yeah. The national anthem, anytime, anywhere. Um, mission barbecue noon. It'll it'll get the people going. I noon. Hot in here, Nelly. Miss Jackson. Mm. She bangs. Ricky Martin. Mm-hmm. Baby got back. It's another cheesy song. Uh, never gonna she give you up. Such a ridiculous song. Oh, it's so bad. I mean, you well, gotta do she the. Moved. She moved. <laughs> you could even just do like the William Hung version, and I think that <laughs> may be even better. Um, I was yeah, kind of surprised. I was kind of surprised this wasn't taken. Hey, ya. Uh, um mm, yeah yeah one. there's a lot of outcasts yeah i mean yeah. you could do a lot i knew banks was gonna go roses um man i feel like a woman shania twain again you That's go a up as a guy one. you go Let's up go as a guy girls. and you sing that um another kelly clark uh nope put that one on there twice since you've been gone uh old town road Nah, maybe not um wake me <laughs> up before you go go wham wake me up before september ends mm, yeah sure. uh <laughs> if you're talking maybe. green day it's good riddance Definitely a karaoke song. That's not a karaoke song. That's like Good a, another turning point. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Of course it is. That's definitely sing that a karaoke song. to like get people yeah. like funny, fun, and excited. Well, if it's we a good vibe party, like on Friday, maybe. If 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 there's not still Maryland games going on, no no balls, you won't. I'll sing that. Are you kidding me? Sing that a second at karaoke. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't even. Don't even waste your time daring him to do anything because he'll do it and it's just gonna yeah, work out. Yeah, yeah. There's, like, yeah you, could, you, like, you could name a song I wouldn't sing. You really couldn't. Uh, like I, uh, Even ones I didn't know, I would try to sing. Bobby Schmurder? The Whisper Song. <laughs> I mean, that's just that a would just be ridiculous. Song. That's just a great song. Uh, there's a lot of Michelle Branch. We had a shout out Michelle Branch for our guy Marty. Long-time listener. Yeah, long-time listener and contributor. There's a man. I mean, there's some shit. Like, tweet, tweet us your, tweet us your favorites. Tweet us your go-to karaoke. Everyone's got one. If you don't have a go-to karaoke song in the bag, you're just doing life wrong. I think. Gotta have one. Gotta have one ready to go. Go get the mic put on you. Um. All right, Nikita Redley, Maryland person of the week of the week of the week of the week. RDT. LeBron, fifty-six. I knew you were gonna go to LeBron. That's it. I mean, put it on a goddamn show and a half. That pussy sat out the night. Yeah, I mean, scored fifty six the other night. Got need some damn help. Wasn't a, it? It was an amazing performance. I, <laughs> I mean, it was very on. efficient shooting night, and again, Steph kind of just standing there, you know, looking dumb. Steph, you know. sorry, Under Armour. Thanks. Uh, Tariels, I can't thank them enough. That was glorious. That, oh that was going to be, if you hadn't said that, that was going to be mine. I have another one that I will give it to you. That was an incredible 25 minutes of television. No, more than that. Like I was going to say hour and 25 minutes. <laughs> like probably from like the 12, well, probably from like the 12 minute mark of the second half to through the post-game ceremony was, I mean, you couldn't have crafted more entertaining TV if you tried. The, the shots of the, 
the shots of the players in the stands. And it was just, they just shot. It was just such a who's who. It was just such a who's who of Dukies. Oh my God. Wait, Him wait. quieting the crowd. Wait. That, no, please. No. <laughs> everyone be quiet. That, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I mean, it was, it was perfect. It was very, it was, it was a very, I haven't seen a sports night like that in a while where everyone was kind of like, yes, give this to me. Can you think of a bigger trash talk fuel win that wasn't for some sort of trophy or championship than that win? I can't. It's like the, tw- the North Carolina Orioles. fans, North Carolina fans can dine on that till the end of time. Like that is an, that, that would be bigger than Duke beating them in a final four mm. game. I think uh, coach I, K's last game, they were like what? Seven point underdog. No more than that. 11 no, point underdogs, 11 and a half. And they beat them by they beat him by like fifteen. They played the same five guys the entire second half. Hubert Davis is like, these are my five, baby. I'm going down with these guys. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Coach K, Coach K, like huddling up with his grandkids. I mean, what was? I mean, I mean, I was sitting upstairs and Jimmy's watching all of it. It was so good. So good. Oh my lord! Did they have the sound on? No. Oh, this oh my god. Bill yeah, was trying to keep music it together. On. It was it was the live music area. So Billis did a really good job keeping it together. He was he and whoever was next to him in the booth were crying post game because they showed Billis and Billis oh, kind of a stone face and they showed Shulman like wiping tears away. And it was like, What are oh we doing god. here? What are we doing? Coach like, K. Guy has and then, like him. the like the AD and like the head of their their fundraising and the and the president of the university have to get up there and like give speeches. Oh my god! It was oh, again. It was it was awake. Hands. It was awake. It was so bizarre. It was so bizarre. They should have just done the ceremony. I understand what they were trying to do. They should have just done it the night before the game. They would have filled the place out, and then just play the game or do it. Try to do some. Of, they try to do stuff pregame, but uh, my god, I don't know. It just. You put stuff after a game and you don't win. I mean, they just assumed they were going to win. And then Chris Carwell not shaking Hubert Davis's hand. Like, what are these? Guys, what are they doing? Like, of course they're not going to honor Coach K and like give him like a like a chair and a bench at UNC. That you're rivals. I know it's respectful. There's a lot of respect. Whatever. Like, what would it get to trot Coach K and have him waving from the Dean Dome? I mean, come on now. Like, what are we talking about? That yeah, I mean that and the Nolan Smith like look away handshake. Like, all right, dude, you fucking twerp like just shake his hand and get it over it like you got yeah your, you got your dicks kicked in at home like just give it to him and and go on yeah we're having some issues in the handshake lines like why can't people just shake hands after games let me tell you what day, Juwan, people used Juwan, to... john howard would put coach k on the ground <laughs> i mean let's <laughs> will put himself on the ground i mean come on maybe yeah. Juwan's back Juwan's back this week terps almost played him we got michigan state again we'll say well we're going against dizzo Against Izzo, my God. Um, oh, yeah, that was good. I mean, that's that's the winner. That's the winner for me. I'm gonna co-sign that one. I have something else, but I'll co-sign that one because that was just so unbelievably good. I cannot stop smiling. Um, I will take just conference tournaments in general. Uh, the Chattanooga Furman finish tonight was incredible, and um, 
I was at the Big Ten Women's Tournament last week. I will be at the men's tournament. There's just something about conference tournaments. It's just fun. You have all the teams playing four games in a day, and all the teams are around, all their fans are around. You know, you kind of have your sections when you're in there. And then, obviously, watching on TV, it's just like game after game after game after game after game. It's like fun. Like, this next week is so fun to me. It's like, oh, let's head out. Let's head out to the CAA finals. And then it's like, let's head out to the WCC finals. Good stuff. A lot of bad games, too, but. Well, like everyone always asks, like, when does March Madness start? It's like, well, is the big is it the beginning of conference tournaments or is it the beginning of you know the official NCAA bracket? And it's like you can make an argument for both because again, like how many we've seen some great conference tournaments, moments, games, shots, like in the last couple of years. Yeah. It's just so much fun to watch. Bubble teams playing themselves in, playing themselves out. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Any honorable mentions from anybody? Crabby chicken quesadilla, Jimmy's is awesome. New, new, new menu item. I mean, they did it again. It's exactly I've, what you expect. I've got the crab pretzel right here that I've been munching on the entire, uh, the entire wow. episode. There you have it. There Scott Scheffler winning two out of three events. Pretty impressive. Pretty He's good. Tournament was awesome. I thought the tournament delivered in such a high way, and so many people were. There was a lot of things going on Sunday. Like you said, there's college basketball going on. You were covering the Terps game, but geez, carnage out there. U.S. Open conditions, kind of a car wreck coming in, and Scotty Scheffler's just the guy who got it in the house. Can we talk about the fact that PGA Tour golfers, every time there's a hard week, complain about the course and the conditions and the setup? These yeah. guys have got to calm down. I know. I kind of get what Roy means by like, okay – I'm all for courses punishing you and punishing you hard when you hit bad shots, but there's not enough reward for good shots. Like I kind of, I get where he's coming from on that, but like you, you just have a misconception of what's a good shot. Like you need to just not try to hit so many good shots and hit better, like avoid more bad shots. Does that make sense? It's gotta make sense. Yeah. I, my thing is like, you can't go week to week to week when the winner is at 22 under, like you got to mix in a couple of weeks where these guys 100% agree. And that's like, just good for the product. It just makes it, it just makes it seem like they're just not going to dominate. <laughs> I'm pro course here. They're not going to dominate the course every single week. And and that's fun. Sometimes birdie fests are fun. They can absolutely. Capilou was nuts this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just, just even waste management. I mean, that was just like, it was just like, a race to you know, but so the issue the issue is that they had they put the Honda and the Bay Hill back to back, and those are two of the toughest courses every year. And so, and the Riviera was before that, and that's another tough one. Yeah. There's a lot of money and on the line there. So TPC is coming up here. So it's coming up, and boy, I've got the the preview cooking. It's pretty much already done. The weather this week is brutal. Lots of wind. Lots of Woo! rain. Uh, the only day that doesn't have like inclement weather is Sunday and it's only going to be like 50 degrees and it's still Love be it. windy. So like, it's going to be, be a, a tough course could, to play in this. Could be a Monday finish. could be soft, but it's also going to be hella windy. Like Saturday is going to be rainy and like 20 mile an hour winds. Um, so that, that 17th hole yeah, is going to be something can't else. Wait. I can't wait for Rory to withdraw. I do like don't be, Rory. Don't be tough on Rory. No, I He's, like Rory. He I'm a big said, Rory guy. Like he's made nine 
great like nuanced comments in the past couple months and then he said well, we, this one this week and it's like well we right. did give the guys in our candid yeah he can't get it we did give him an honorable mention for you know dating phil nicholson oh. a couple weeks ago so <laughs> he's been positively and put him positive light on the show as well um so good for him I, i'm gonna give one brief honorable mention this is this is gonna be probably uninteresting um, so if you, the podcast is going to end after this. So if you want to turn it off, go ahead. I'm going to give an honorable mention to the hour of the Bassmaster classic that I watched on, um, on Sunday morning, which had no right to be as entertaining as it was watching these dudes, like pull in the bass and then just like turn around and just flash the bass to the camera and just like celebrate like by themselves in the middle of a boat in a lake in Alabama or Georgia, wherever the hell it was was just so funny for the hour that I watched it. And just shout out for that stuff, for niche stuff like that, for continuing to have enough people that pay attention for it to exist. So when you just turn it on and you just need something to watch when the Manchester United, Manchester City game hasn't started yet. Thank you to FS1. Thank you to the Bassmaster Classic. That's all I have to say about that. It brought me joy. It brought me some joy. And I don't know why. I don't know why watching those, you know, a three and a half pound striped bass getting pulled into a boat. There's really no reason that should be that entertaining on TV, but for some reason it was. And with that, the podcast is over. Thanks for listening. Shout out to our sponsors, Fed Thrill. Uh, Thread Level Midnight has all your X-52 merch. Um, and Jimmy Seafood. What's the menu item? The uh, Name that off for the people again. Crabbing chicken quesadilla. Sounds like a winner to me. Crab pretzel is clearly a winner. RDT has stuffed his face in front of us for the last hour. It's so good. So yeah, dessert sampler is awesome too. I could, couldn't believe that the uh, the bartender brought it to me and said it's the first time she's seen it like in person. Wow, it's eight dollars. Broke the mold on the dessert sampler. Yeah, there you have it. Uh, we will see you next time on the X52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood.